0: What's up with this love and light shit?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, what do those words even mean without the embodiment?
0: Right, when people say love and light, I'm sort of like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm Kayla Nelson, a holistic coach in both wellness and business, and a healer and educator of Lyme disease.
1: I'm Jessica Jean Muir. I'm a personal empowerment guide through my work as a yoga teacher, trauma-informed body worker, and group facilitator. You're listening to Love, Light, and Go Fuck Yourself, the podcast.
0: So um, we're here today. I, I brought Andrew on. He's one of my, truly one of my most favorite people on the planet. He is part of my heart and soul, um, family. And so is Jessica. Like this feels such a, like an incredible time to have this trinity of the three of us here together. Um, and I really wanted to have Andrew on to share what it's like to be a man in this world and <laughs> to understand a little bit about what's been happening here. You know, Jess and I talk a lot about the feminine and masculine and feminine but we only have our own viewpoint and I know both of us are really passionate about men's work and supporting men in their opening and feeling feelings and using words and relating and they're yeah so we're gonna dive into those topics today
1: mm-hmm. um, and I just have to say I'm so excited to have a male voice
2: on this podcast
1: and the first male voice and so yeah we're just really excited to have you here so Wait, thank I,
2: you. I want, I, can we take that word out i want my first words to be no i don't know what they're gonna <laughs> be i'm like i'm the first male uh, 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 something important i gotta say something important it
1: right. will come. Right? i mean that's yeah. the heart of
2: the male dilemma right there you know
0: right yeah yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) gotta do something big gotta do something important need to be a a hero to somebody Mm. famous to somebody as per the poem right wow Yeah.
0: yeah and kind of look what jess and i are doing right now are like having you here to you know be in this space to share about the men in the world and you're like you know feeling like you've got this responsibility to share about that already like wow it's so fascinating yeah. like the women are looking at the men like please tell us <laughs> <laughs> and the men like oh shit i feel like i'm an army of one how am i supposed to do all of this but well, well what
2: i'll do is is the healed masculine uh presence and nobody i'll say nothing right because it's mm-hmm. a podcast you don't need me to say anything <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, presence,
0: Right, so, yeah. Mm. So a little bit of background about Andrew and uh, why I think he is uh, an incredible human, and I'm excited to have him here with us. Um, he's been a part of the Mankind Project now for 13 years. He's been in men's groups all over the globe, literally all over the globe, um, every year, every month. Um, And so he has this beautiful ability to tap into what's going on around the globe and has these connections literally throughout the entire world, um, which I think is so beautiful. And also has its challenges, too. Um, and not only that, but he is an author, a beautiful and brilliant writer and poet. Um, he's been in the Brennan Healing Arts School for six years, um, learning about energy work, healing work, therapy, and coaching. Um, so talk about a person who holistically and globally has a good feel Mm. on what's happening um yeah i think that's you
1: <laughs> and i
0: feel so honored to know you and um to have you here it's such a it's really truly an honor so
2: yeah such a, such a pleasure and so effortless you know, yeah. that's uh, our connection has always been effortless and uh, yeah uh, great to meet you jessica and yeah. thank you for having me yeah of
0: and a native from south africa
2: that's what you're listening to that's what yeah. you're
0: hearing South African accent here Cape Town yeah mm. yeah so yeah, that
2: was the start right mm-hmm that was the that was a, a, a picture apartheid South Africa in its height in the 70s in the 80s and um, and I grew up in the in the the blankness of it mm. is what I would call it. Uh, there was there was an absolute blanket over discussion or public awareness mm. um, that extended into my family, extended into my school, yeah. um, and extended into into any language that was being offered or modelled to me. There mm. was no emotional language. There was no, y- you know, when something, when something painful happens. I sat and watched the movie last night with a sensitive friend. And somebody got shot in the movie and her whole body reacted. Mm. And it's like actually that's how it should be. Right. Right? That's mm-hmm. the that's what our physiology is designed to do. You know, it's this this is dangerous and we can't we, we've had to partition some way to separate danger on a television from danger in reality mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. And this is what we did in South Africa. It's like, you know, there was horrors happening and and that separation was just just partitioning mm. me away from myself and my parents away from themselves and language wow. from each other mm. and people from each other yeah. of mm. different colors mm. and races and, mm-hmm. you know, and then genders. Yeah. So.
0: so how did that, now that you have the vision that you have, how did that start influencing you as a young boy um, into a man in early adulthood or teenage years? hmm
2: I think the the biggest influence was the dissonance inside of me, the kind of um, discord. This isn't something's not right here. Mm. Um, I, I, look, I was always the sensitive boy. You know, I've ended up as in healing worlds, and from a space that didn't have any narrative around that. You mm. know, I was in all boys' education, Christian education, um, controlled in control centered environments, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I learned at some point to follow the the gap inside, which says wait, how I feel and what I'm exposed to doesn't match. Right. And then and then take that somewhere. But that's taken that's taken a huge amount of time and effort to kind of learn how to follow that because the whole of society was saying don't follow that. That's,
1: mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like it sounds like you were. A fairly intuitive young boy to be able to kind of feel that at such a young age when all of these external forces were kind of making that not the norm not very easy to do can you remember a time when you started to feel that and what that was like and what did you do with that
2: I think I can feel it on the interpersonal level more than on the societal level okay you know when I look back to being or six years old in you know changing school at that age and then being treated in a particular way by particular teachers and i'm just going uh, uh uh mrs mack was our our teacher when i was about six or seven she had a um a very like an inch wide maybe an inch and a half wide uh thick wooden ruler that was wrapped in uh what we know cell attack clear plastic tape and that was violet and uh, Violet was the, the, the control mechanism for the class. And uh, Violet had been preceded by Granny Vite, who oh. was a little bit weak now and had a revered space on the shelf. Right? And it's kind of like, oh like we, you know, there's yeah. a smile in the room here as we talk about the story. But, but, but it's also like, uh, wait, what? Yeah. yeah uh, uh, and so everything got, everything got learned. The, 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 the education of the era was chalk and talk. It was a teacher at the front who who held a big stick who said, um, you know, you're going to learn. What we know about uh, the brain states now is that uh, essentially those teachers were pushing us into a survival brain state in the hope Mm. to control us and uh, and with the false assumption that from a survival brain state actually any learning could happen oh, right. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it just it just can't we need our, we, we need safety first yep. we need to, we need to know we're safe we need to know we're loved and then our executive brain opens exactly. right up and we can go wow and we, our curiosity takes us into learning all, all on its own right um, yeah and, uh, yeah that wasn't my childhood
1: <laughs> at this time were you feeling a um a difference in the way that your female embodied fellow students were being taught to be in the world
2: uh what female students and this is okay. the reality this is my world right yeah. yeah literally literally right through until until high school i mean i have a sister my but my sister was doing her own thing she's a couple right. years older than me Um, the only time we spent any time together was like the lift club on the way to, the way to school maybe. Um, and otherwise the worlds were completely separate. So it was all boys. And if you've ever, it's Lord of the Flies comes to mind, you know, (laughs) pack of savages. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yes. And, but very strong, uh, female teachers controlling Interesting. These pack of boys. Very few male teachers. Still, teaches right. the story that that the majority of teachers in in uh, kindergarten, primary are, are female, mm. um, and
0: that's fascinating. I'm just kind of thinking about this is my lens putting these maybe together. Is you know the state of where we are with men and masculinity and that being. I don't really like the word toxic, but I'm just going to use that for right now. Coming from this, um, well, of course, not a healthy relationship with a mother and the the son, um, and also the father and the son, but specifically the mother wound, I feel like. And now hearing you talk about your experience in school with teachers and it being more of a fear-based place, Mm -hmm. so again, you're having another woman in your life who is a mothering figure, mm-hmm. a teacher, a leader is supposed to be protector, but there's also instilling fear in you in a very, um, influential dynamic learning period of your life. Yeah.
2: Right. A, mil- yeah. a million mothers and no fathers. Right? right. Right. And it's not true that there weren't men in the space, but it, but yeah. this is, this is the pervasive, um, experience that I think kids are still growing up in and the mm-hmm. educational space is so, uh, so female-led because of the natural nurturance that comes out there, we get the support, but we miss this other piece that is kind of a, almost like an advisory council piece that the, that the mature masculine will sit in, um, and uh, that uh, I haven't I haven't mapped it like this. It's great to talk about it like this because I mm-hmm. I can I can feel it differently in me. It's like you know we talk about. Um, uh, Ten thousand years of resentment between the genders. Mm. Ooh. Right, that's Ooh. been spoken about a couple of times and put in front of me, and that's like, and guys, guys who have grown up in an environment with um, female authoritarian figures are going to want to push back to find their own power, right. mm. and that is healthy as a developmental process, but. The how of it Mm. is really where the cake is. That's what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we haven't got a a positive way how we'll do it in a negative way and we'll push back against, you know, against uh, the new girlfriend who's really not, she's not the the dominating mother who's who's the authority she's not the dominating female teacher who's controlling Mm -hmm. you and and mirroring you inadequately or in a way that Mm -hmm. feels wrong Mm -hmm. she's just being herself carrying Mm -hmm. her things in the world but those projective Mm -hmm. lenses are going to Mm -hmm. um end up acting out and playing out
1: absolutely yeah well and as you were you were describing that image of you know the teacher with the ruler and yeah. all of those pieces, like something that also came to my mind was like, that doesn't sound like exposure to the healthy, expressed feminine either. Right. Like that's, you know, representation, mm-hmm. that's a feminine, that's a female bodied person, but it doesn't sound like there was much space for you to explore or feel what it was like to be held in the presence of the true, healthy, expressed divine feminine either in that way. Right. So and maybe she she didn't have
2: that opportunity, right? Right, right. That wasn't that wasn't her path either. So
1: yeah. But then that's also like skewing your view as you develop of like what the feminine is. Totally. You know. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's kind of
0: societal. Going back to societal norms and ways that things have been controlled and. Taken out of context in this really toxic way of expressing. Because uh, what I hear from the female teachers in this in this time frame, in this situation, is that it's kind of they're expressing almost toxic masculinity, masculinity towards little boys and either mirroring mm-hmm. that for them to, you know, take that on as that's how they're supposed to respond or push back on it and have, you know, there's, there's some sort of yeah. dissonance happening or... Uh, I don't know unhealthy attachment mm-hmm. um, in that space.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then also you have on the on the flip side of that females who are wounded, who are in a situation, um, a family dynamic where they they might be abused or repressed or you know all of those things by the father figure. Right. Um, so then the the younger boy has that also as a role model of of what the feminine, the nurturing is. And then I'm assuming that that is when they come in and they want to protect and provide, or I'm not really sure what happens there, but I'm just seeing these two you know, dynamics that can cause a lot of what we're seeing happen in the world with men at the moment. Yeah. Mm.
2: You know, this is a sort of subtle space that uh, Dr. Shivali uh, talks about. She's one of Oprah's favorite parenting people. Mm-hmm. And, and because she comes from a, a, a background of uh, psychology and uh, meditation, she's got a lot of understanding around uh, projection and how projection is playing out. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when, this example that you just gave, Kayla with mm-hmm. so so let's say we've got a, a a female teacher who carries inside of herself some difficulties that relate to men because of how she's been treated. Mm-hmm. Now, you know she can be thirty or forty years old or older, and the, and the six year old in the class in front of her does something in a particular way that's got absolute innocence in it. He's just, he's he's learning how to be himself in the world and he says something and he blurts it in a particular way and it runs through her system yeah. in the same way that her pain has run through her system in mm. her past. Oof. Now, Now, that's a tricky moment. Because it's because it, all of this happens beneath the surface most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and it takes it takes someone to have done their work and to to start to get this language around what is projection and yeah. and and you know how how. How are your actions affecting my brain state and, Mm -hmm. you know, my triggers and all of that? And if you haven't got that language, then all you're going to do is you're going to say, you know, she could easily say to that boy, don't do that Mm -hmm. or stop it or change or, you know, you're bad somehow um, in in what you just did and and um and she's doing that to keep herself safe
0: right right
2: right because she's got a feeling sense that running yep. through her system that has a trauma flavor to it yes. that mm-hmm. that has uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And so she just wants to restore mm-hmm. safety to her world. Yep. And so she's in a, in a way innocent, but in a way unconscious. Right, yeah. And right. it's odd, uh, 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 Dr. Shafali will say to our children are here to help us awaken. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, and so when that moment happens, if we can catch the reactivity of it, mm-hmm. then we've got an opportunity to do something different mm-hmm. and to pause and to breathe and just go... Okay, Mm because pause, breathe, wish them well, and do that before anything Mm -hmm. else happens. And, you know, then we can... Yeah. And I think that works, you know, for, you were, we're using a story about age difference, right? You yes. know, a female and a gender difference, female teacher and a male boy. But isn't this true for us with each guess. other, I was just right? going to say yes. that I was
1: like, oh my gosh, how many people move through the world and have no awareness that that's happening in their interpersonal relationships? Yeah. yeah. And like all of the the strange projection and then like the, the way that that takes us out of the opportunity for connection. Yeah. Because yeah. we're like being blocked by those unconscious reactions. Yeah. And I think that that's a lot of what is happening right now between the genders yeah. is we've all got our wounding. We've all got our traumas mm-hmm. and we're kind of just like bouncing off of each other right now and missing the opportunity for connection. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: What does connection feel like to you when it's happening?
1: Mm. It's non-reactive. Mm-hmm. It's honest. Mm-hmm. It's very much based in me being in connection with myself Right. first. Like that's a very distinctive part of it for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. is being connected inside. When I feel out of connection with myself, I can't be having connection with others around me.
2: It's impossible. Mm-hmm. True story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it and. So, th- so when I hang out with a classroom of kids and, and in that work, and in fact, we do it in the men's work to bring it back to that space as we've got this way that as we create a circle with, um, with a group of men landing into circle, we spend so much time attending to uh, the possibility of connection. Mm-hmm. Call it that way. Mm-hmm. And to get there, we've got to meet, uh, you know, first the outer world. You just sat down what are, what are you carrying right mm. you know this this outer external check and we go like oh what's what's been in your day today yeah. you know then we've got a transition inwards now maybe we can do it straight there maybe we need to take a moment of silence and a few breaths to go okay so then what's beneath that right yeah. mm-hmm. now now we're getting a little bit closer then it for men to feel safe um let me own this personally for me to feel safe in a men's community i need to know that uh your are the men i'm with are men of integrity right that they're accountable to their actions and to their word mm. so that if they say they're going to do something they will do that mm-hmm. um and so part of the mankind project uh, structure for uh, a, a weekly men's group is to go through that process of going, Hey, you know, are you an account with the, 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 re- the agreements that you chose to make, mm-hmm. right? And you chose these men in this circle to help keep you in account in your life. Right. So let's, let's, let's answer that. Yes. No, because if it's a no, then something slippery is happening and mm-hmm. safety is going to disappear because right. connection can't quite happen as well. Mm-hmm. And then let's just see, you know, if, if I'm sitting with something and, for whatever reason, the look on your face and all of your innocence is making me feel like a ferocious tiger and like you've done something wrong. We should probably address that, Mm -hmm. right? Before we get into the heart of me being um, an ally to support you really deeply with the work. The the work hasn't even started yet. You know, the work is is beneath all of this arriving process, all of this creating connection, all of this creating safety. The container, Mm -hmm. the whole piece. Right.
1: Let's, I was just, I'm just so yeah. curious about how you found this work. Yeah, like, coming exactly. from the background that you described, I'm, like, on the edge of my seat, fascinated to hear about how you found men's work and how you arrived as the man that's sitting in front of us right now <laughs> that seems to have a lot more insight than where you began.
2: Right. No insight where I began. <laughs> 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 Inside zero, um, <laughs> I you know my big my big sort of uh, 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 trauma piece, my, the the kind of the catalyst for me getting into my own self inquiry happened uh, through a family business. Uh, that was a fourth generation jewelry business in South Africa, uh, and I worked in the business for a long period of time, not paying any attention to the fact that my health was getting worse and worse and mm. worse and worse, and I was unhappier and unhappier and unhappier, and um, uh, I uh, I got out. Mm. Uh, it was messy. It was hard as fuck which we can say here (laughs) first one of the show (laughs) and um and and i got out and and then had to work out who i was in the world what was wrong with my world what was that this is there. i could not see clearly Mm -hmm. the dysfunction in my own family or in the business and you know when the people who need to support you are also the people who employ you and are affected if you leave the business oh and God. and you know, and so yeah right so and
0: family on top of that all, yeah, the things. all the things yeah
2: and then mm-hmm. you must do Christmas so together ennished. so right. um, and, and, and I mean uh, my parents were very loving they were just poorly equipped on the emotional yeah. uh, the social emotional level so mm-hmm. uh, they uh, this started my personal inquiry my, my, my travel my journey out into the world my uh my discovery of uh of healing um and uh somewhere along that line i realized that there were a lot of women in the healing world Mm -hmm. that i was now immersed into and i was at healing school and i was training and i was learning and i was loving loving like it was it was night and day realizing uh that my hands could be in service through the Channel of energy or Mm -hmm. the the spreading of love and light. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, we've been waiting for that. Um, we're all gonna take a moment here together. You can uh, join in. Just, can we hold hands, please? <laughs> Let's just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, to be fair, I went fully into that hippie, that happiness of that world. It was this kind of this, this, this totally different space. I'm traveling to India. I'm going. I'm at a healing school. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm connecting back in with this childhood intuition. Um, and, uh, I go back to South Africa. I've been, uh, uh, out in the world and I go back to South Africa and some of my male friends who, frankly, we were, we, we used to hunt in packs mm-hmm. for, women. I, for women. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: I thought you meant like literally. Yeah,
2: yeah, hunting a mouse. Let's, let's be real oh, clear here. For, for women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was, this was, uh, yeah. this was, uh, I'd, uh, saturday night dating uh, strategy we would hunt in packs and um
1: yeah as many do uh, you know uh, know, and
2: and i don't know that that'll ever change in our 20s i'm not sure i can't say for sure but uh, that was a lot of it and then all of a sudden uh i noticed that i was having conversations with these uh hunting men Mm. um that were different um that were like i know i've been doing my work um, but I didn't expect them to come to the table. Right. And actually a few of them did in wow. South Africa. And I was like, wait, what, what have you guys been doing? Um, and I kept hearing Mankind Project, Mankind Project, Mankind Project. And Cape Town had this community of, of, of uh, er, early men, uh, uh, male leaders in the community to come over to the States had discovered this this body of work over here, and had brought it back to South Africa, and had been passionate enough about it to start running the the weekend uh, rite of passage initiation weekends in South Africa. By the time I got there, the community must have been seven or eight hundred initiated men wow. in our city alone That's uh, in huge. Cape Town. Yeah, that's yeah which is huge. And so and so, it's a city of five million people. So wow. it's still a it's still a drop in the ocean. But but from what we know from. Well, the science the of meditation. We'll take the drop, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And the history of South Africa and everything that you just described that was happening in the 70s and 80s and, and before then to yeah. have pretty revolutionary. Mankind Project and those kind of numbers in that type, you know, in that city, in that location is
2: huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I uh, I signed up. I thought, I've got to do this. I'm still at healing school. That was sort of the first four years of the healing school journey and it was. Literally eighty percent women,
1: yeah,
2: and and very effeminate men, right? Um, and that I was becoming, right? Yeah, because because I'm surrounded by it, yes. And um, and uh, I'm much happier in that space, or I was at the time. But what I noticed is that my friendship circles, uh, you know, if I had a a farewell when I left the city to travel to the next place, it was always eighty percent women and like like twenty percent men. Wow, and and. I didn't have very many male friends, mm-hmm. and uh, fast forward now, there's a balance. But there was a time when it shifted completely. It was like, hey, eighty percent guys. Right. Why aren't any woman here at all? Yeah. Let's, right. let's yeah. do this. And and it was such a journey because what I realized on my weekend when I went through that rite of passage is that I had immense trust issues wow. to feel safe with men. That I'd never felt safe as a boy in school, in in any of the high school environments mean um, any of those marauding packs of yeah. of young guys that never I, I i happen to have been young for for my class my age and I don't really know the context of how that's affected me but mm. uh, but i that weekend started to change my relationship with trusting men mm. and um and as you said and introduced me I mean I've literally sat in men's circles every two weeks for the last thirteen years uh first in South Africa. Then I moved to Scotland, um, and there was one initiated man. I went from that community wow. of 800. I'm like, 800, yes, of like Scotland, one. Wow. We had this coffee, and he wept, and I wept, but he was weeping because there was now another one, oh. and I was <laughs> weeping because there was only one. And, uh, and yes, this is a story wow. about men crying and having feelings together. <laughs> men
1: and feelings just said that piece about I realized I didn't feel safe with men like something happened inside of my body I was like I feel like that is maybe the underlying story for so many other men and also so many other women Mm -hmm. and I think that particularly for men to even be able to identify that and then admit that to themselves and then to others like I don't feel safe with other men like to me that feels really profound because I think that we have been operating on this like more toxic masculine system for so long that no one is benefiting from and like even men are not feeling safe and trusted within the masculine, like in trust within the masculine framework yeah and then that's coming out sideways to where we are now
0: right yeah so can we talk about yeah. what that is that you've experienced in literally the globe of men's circles that you've sat in
2: right so yeah. i mean what men will do to keep themselves safe yeah. is, is what i'm hearing and yeah. and it's and uh, control. Right. Right. But let's, let's, I'm going to talk about it in men and then let just hang on to it and let's see whether it applies yeah. to women. Um, so control, um, avoid, mm. right. They will hide. Mm-hmm. Um, they will uh, manipulate mm-hmm. um, to uh, get their own agenda met mm. without coming through the front door of connection that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, what else have I seen men do
0: mm. can we talk though a little bit cuz we i feel like we can say the words control and manipulate in those things yeah. but what are actual actions right. that you see that men do oh, to control avoid and manipulate because we can talk about those words right. but like how does that actually come through in the actions of men yeah. right
2: so let's let's take control as a starting point and look at rules because rules are rules are set up to to uh, govern and create some aspect control um how i've seen that i have seen uh, men in the safety of circle say it's absolutely not okay that my wife or my daughter or my son does this and Ah. they must not do that again (laughs) right that is a, a language coming out of fear that that is a language that says control. Right. Now if that's coming into the circle hallelujah and hurrah. Right. If because if it isn't it's going to act out in the home and it's right. going to be this yell that comes with sharpness and directness and aggression, you know, that that belittles and mm-hmm. puts the other person on the receiving end of it down. I I think realistically we all know what it's like to be on the end of someone coming at you with that sort of Mm-hmm. that sort of aggression mm-hmm. it, it can be a subtle aggression right. it doesn't have to be like ah you mm-hmm. know But it can be you just can't do that just stop doing that and it's like like okay what what what, what was i doing i was just i don't know what i was doing but now i've got to stop and so now there's this hitch in the breath and my system's got to make itself safe again because mm-hmm. you did that to me <sighs> so much effort <laughs> so much i'm like oh so hard yeah um Avoidance, uh, we will avoid courageous conversations, mm. we'll avoid eye contact, um, we'll avoid addressing the elephant in the room, you know, three or four months later, whilst the elephant's been walking around on top of everybody, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't been discussed, mm-hmm. that, my friend, is avoidance, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And we've all got to again. We're going to microdose on avoidance. I think we've all got places in us we're not yet ready to look at. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the definitions I have of healing is about the time it takes to look at something difficult. Yeah. You know the mm-hmm. the.
0: Yeah, and the word avoidance for me, um, I feel like from my lens and my own experience, in um, it comes out in the dating world quite often, and you know the spaces in which I am gathering information on people I follow and all of that, and seeing you know men's work happening and women's work happening, and these relational coaches talking, and we're talking a lot about avoidance, and it's a lot of women across the globe. Expressing how they're continually meeting yes. these avoidant Woo! men in relationship. So, can we like talk about that a little bit and, yeah. and engage in that conversation?
2: So, you're bringing in this field again of attachment, right? Yes, the attachment, attachment styles. Exactly. Which says, so we've got these attachment styles secure, mm-hmm. anxious. Avoidant and anxious, avoidant. Right. You know, and yeah. I'm sure there's Fun one, one of know, all. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. right. and I'd love to talk to you about that, but I've got yes. to go now. Um. Right. <laughs> I am so
1: here for you, and can I get back to you in three fucking months? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's right, isn't I'm just that? I'm really yeah. busy. Yeah. I'm like
2: like uh, hot uh, cold. yes Right. Hot cold. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And
0: people flow and ebb and flow in, be- in and out of those places of attachment too, you know? Like we can sit here and be like, oh, I'm secure in my attachment style. But I know for me personally, like I am relatively secure in my attachment style. But if I am dating somebody who is highly avoidant, I will sure as fuck go into the yeah. anxious state. Right. And if somebody is shows up to me as anxious or overly in my space, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I pull back and go avoidant you know, sometimes. So um, I feel like, I don't know, I'm saying this as like a little disclaimer because if anyone goes out and reads the book attached, like holy mind fuck, FYI. Must
2: finish it. Do not stop halfway. Yes. (laughs) And
0: like go easy with yourself because every single person I know that's read that book has had like at least three or four months of like oh god i'm so fucked
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) right no i have never met anyone who read it and said oh i'm the secure attachment right yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. so anyway a little disclaimer attachment theory attachment styles are is really important in self in self-work um and talking about avoidance here yeah yeah i'm so So, curious about what you're going to say right
1: now uh, yeah
2: you know I, i just want to drop I'm not drop the conversation but I want to drop in mm-hmm. because this conversation talks about such painful things mm-hmm. it talks about that that edge where we're longing for connection and we didn't get it mm-hmm. and we didn't get it at a certain age and a certain stage and developmentally we started to change mm-hmm. something in us to protect against that pain mm-hmm. and it's like oh So, so this is why the book, as you said, that book comes with a warning because, because (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you read it, it's going to take you into this inner territory, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which we frankly need to be in relationship with. We need you, as you said, what does connection feel like? It Mm -hmm. feels like you're connected to yourself Mm -hmm. as a starting point so that the other connection pieces can happen. And, and I want, it, I want to. I wanna talk about avoidance from this connected place. Yeah. Mm. I don't wanna talk about avoidance from the from the <laughs> avoidant right. place. Yeah. Right. And just to say, okay, this is this is tender. I, I'm I'm in my my mid forties and I haven't yet held a primary relationship mm. that's settled and grounded. I don't mm. yet have my home and family and kids I travel extensively mm-hmm. I leave again to go somewhere else tomorrow what is my avoidance in this right. and and uh and so to not sit here presenting as if I've got all of this worked right. out but to sit here with the willingness to meet it all
1: yeah
2: mm-hmm. um and say so, you know, let's all let's all hang out together in mm-hmm. let's have let's have Connection that includes disconnection, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let's have mm-hmm. relationship yeah. with the someone you're dating that includes the avoidant part of the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Not only his but yours, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah, I think you just nailed something there. It's so beautiful and profound to acknowledge in this moment is courage. We talk about that a lot. I we talk about that with each other a lot. And that's what I heard in you sharing right there, that it's about showing up with courage inside of connection to even have that space to show up with the disconnection. Like that takes courage to sit with your parts that are in avoidance or messy or difficult or angry or fearful or controlling or... Uh, manipulative and actually have them be witnessed by another Mm. inside of that connection Mm. that takes immense amount of courage. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is what a piece of what this work is really calling forward is that courage in all of our hearts to sit with the discomfort, the disconnection and Mm. work through those pieces together Mm. Because without that, we're just repeating that pattern of yeah. feeling alone and isolated and shamed as the little boy or little girl, yeah. in our you know two, three, four, five, six year old selves, right,
1: right, yeah, yeah. So on that that thread of of connecting in it all, and having courage to show up knowing that maybe you don't have it all figured out (laughs) and that's okay. And that's a Mm. part of the process. What was that process like for you of reestablishing trust with the masculine?
2: Immensely liberating. Mm -hmm. Like, like half of the world wasn't available to me. Yeah. Literally like Mm. half the world. It's like, and then all of a sudden it was again, And it didn't happen like, like everybody got included. Mm -hmm. I I I was selective, and I would meet people, and I'd begin to be able to pick out in a crowd, who had and who hadn't done their work as a man. Mm. Um, And uh, part of that also in the liberation began to liberate me from believing that. all women had it all sorted out.
1: Mm. I didn't even Ooh. know that that was a thing that was happening. <laughs> oh wow! Right, because, talk about shame. Because yeah. this
2: thing, you know, because men men have men can't talk about their emotions and women can, right. and men don't do things together. Um, uh, and they're all competitive, but women do things right. in groups, right? And so, Holy so shit. there's this mm. there's this thing of. Of like somehow I'm missing something, right. and and I should, you, you know. Again, this is the projective feminine has decided that that in the eighties men should be more sensitive. Yeah. you know that that it that 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 the rise of feminism and and the and the push that came with it that was so needed also said these things. Yes, and uh, it, it's actually very unkind for me to look at you and assume uh, you've got it all together mm. because you're a woman. Right. Right. And to put that on you and go, you because you talk to each other and you have connection that supposedly I don't have, right. you've therefore got it all together. Right. Now what yeah. I know from all of those years in healing schools with all of those women is that they feel very isolated, yeah. very alone, very disconnected and don't have it all together by any means. Mm-hmm. But as this, is, this was kind of, I needed to re- realize that and stop projecting onto the group field of the feminine and, the, yeah. and, and say, oh, women have got all this stuff.
0: So when you are sitting in this space of looking at women and saying, God, they've got it all together and I don't, what are like the, I'm going to use sticky thoughts, that come up? for you or that you've seen inside of other men that come up in that comparison place of disconnection and
2: shame it's a great question i'll go internal and external on that so the internal voices are um i should something i should uh you know i should be more uh connected more intuitive more emotional i should be able to Mm. share my feelings more um, and and that I really really you know and I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of men and that's not just Andrew mm, here. Yeah. you know that uh, that that you know my wife thinks I should um, right. you know or all women think I should be more connected more this more that and then and a, a, a more I want to bring de- a, a details to it and then again the, the the outward bound one is is it can be very resentful towards women in response to this piece and again of going women are too sensitive Uh, you know women they women don't get us women women like come on already i'm like really you want me to what i've got to come and uh uh," and it's like we can always fill in fill in the blank at that moment it's more about the energy of that kind Mm of uh, ah because there's because whatever i finish with is projective it's like yeah (laughs) totally
0: Yeah, and what I hear you saying there is the internal voices are full of shoulds and full of mores.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's like pressure of I'm not good as I am, mm-hmm. and this person also needs more of me. And it's like notch in the belt, notch in the belt. Oh, God, shut down and just can't show up.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean what's what's interesting for me is so so I go when I go back to South Africa I, I play a game of poker with my mates and they've been the same poker game started in my parents house when I was eighteen years old, and it's been running once a month. Um, it's uh, it's an absolute regression. Um, let's be clear about it. You know, there's uh, there's uh, probably eight or ten guys on a good night, and uh, um, it's uh, crass. We, we are crass. I am crass. You know, <laughs> um, uh, it's a uh, boyish um and uh, yeah like i say regressive we go back to that marauding pack right. um <laughs> uh, because we we're in the man cave playing a game of uh of cards um but there are there are still I, I i feel like sometimes i might have a glimpse of what it's like to be the woman wishing her man would be more something mm. because because I, with those guys uh, eight out of ten of them I couldn't have a conversation with depth right. meaning and feeling
1: right
2: these are not men who've who've, who've chosen to do their work right. their work the, the, in, in the way that in the, the the personal development work um and yet you know if we if we're doing comparative measures they've you know they've got businesses that are more successful than mine they've got homes and marriages that are more secure Mm. they've got kids and families so they've got something and it's uh, so I, i can kind of look to that and go wow how does someone who can't have a healthy feeling engaged emotive conversation end up with all of these other aspects of life Right, and mm. so I 've got to then rain, and you know wait, maybe I, maybe they've got more than i'm seeing right and 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 we're not able to get it to the surface.
1: Okay, so I facilitate women 's circles, and one of the big things that women express to me are like, I wish that my man would join a men's circle, I wish that my man could show up like this thing that you were expressing of the woman sitting there wishing that her man was more this, more that how can you as that woman hold space for your man? Do you see what I'm getting at?
2: I and I understand the question. Like, I mean, wh- yeah. Mothers are asking, sons, like? are asking it for their sons. Women are asking it for their husband. It's like, yeah. you, like the, the leading the horse to water thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, it's in the subtlety of each individual relationship as to how much influence you have and how much, um, shit's going on in their life that they actually need to attend to, mm. because un, uh, unfortunately, still men are men are driven to fix things, and they mm. will fix what's broken when they recognize that it's broken. And at the point of things being broken or in a crisis, that's when we see ah. we see men coming into men's groups. Right. Um, look, it, it's changing, but the typical profile is is uh, uh, is middle aged white men, right? know in south africa in colorado in scotland um uh and and the, and the communities thankfully know that and are working intentionally around mm-hmm. that to change it both in terms of uh demographic profile any demographic bringing it down to young young men we're missing i mean rite of passage in theory should be happening at 16 right somewhere there you know, at thirteen we have the mitzvahs, but the consciousness isn't yet ready for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in the the, the local uh, tribal group from the Western Cape in South Africa, the the Kosa tribe, uh, the boys are taken out of the tribe at sixteen. They they spend time isolation on the land um, with the elders. You know, learning different things medicinally, and they're circumcised at sixteen. Whoa! You know, wow. Which is, uh, yeah, whoa is uh, um. Uh, huh. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, and I'm not clear yet. I, I, it's funny because I can see this this, I've been close to this happening um, all of my life, in my relationship with South Africa, and I still can tell you very little about what the meaning is that happens for those boys as they become men. Mm. Because the biggest problem in South Africa is 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 alcohol, and violence related aggression by 18 to 35 year old black men on women
1: right mm.
2: you know and each other mm. frankly but um but it's sexualized and more more on women and mm-hmm. uh, it's like when I, I spent some time working in a coma recovery in the the brain injury unit in the the local hospital there and that was that was who we were serving it's like that's who comes in with a with having been hit on the head with a brick or um you know, right. the, you know, the level of, uh, brutality, um, was, was horrifying. Mm. So it's kind of interesting yeah. to be on the other side of the world here in, in, uh, in Colorado and to sit with, sit with these, these pieces that different parts of the world are dealing with, with, with base. What is the base level piece here versus what's the base level piece there? Right. I mean, the South Africa has had a, had a, uh, a, a real um, upsurge in gender-related violence coming to the news. Hmm. I think it's always been there, yeah. but but we, we from time to time you get an inciting incident. Right. And uh, Unani is the name of a female uh, a student from the local university who went to pick up. Her parcel at the post office got raped and murdered inside the post office. Oh my God! Now, I, 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 oh my, this is what happened. The whole society just went, "What? Wait, what? How? Come <laughs> on, come on, right? Really, what's going on here?" And then, of course, the moment that every piece of news has right. been, been uh, uh, a gender um, piece. I mean, the one thing that has changed in South Africa is the interrelated the interracial crime is not the way that it's profiled. No, that used to be an under the apartheid space. Now it's just crime, you know, and everybody's at, um, a- at mm-hmm. risk at some space. So their base level and what they're dealing with there is, um, has to deal with, um, a very different value position on the value of life. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the number of, um, uh, uh murders per, Capita changes in different cities now. I mean, it just mm-hmm. changes the value position entirely. Mm. You know, I was uh, uh, I was there for three months. I had the windscreen wiper blade stolen off my car three times. <laughs> now, why would somebody yeah, take right. windscreen wiper blades? It's right that person can get something for it. The, the, what they can get is probably twenty South African rands. It's about a dollar, and. Um, but for them, right. they still do that, right? right. You know, yeah, here you don't sure. have to worry about your wiper blades. But so, what do we, what do we? And and because we don't have to worry about our wiper blades, our consciousness can expand to deal with something yeah, different. Yeah. We've been dealing with. I mean, I mean, in Colorado, it's like, oh, I got. I uh, know, no, I go to my therapist. Well, you can just talk about going to a therapist because right. everybody's done it for thirty years okay. here already. Right. And you know, talk about going to a therapist in South Africa and people are like, geez, really? We're still a little right. bit Calvinist. We're a little bit conservative. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Something must really be wrong with you right. if you've got to go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. So the, the attitudes are slightly different.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I don't even know. Yes. Yes. And also I think the attitude is still really different here in the Western culture of men going to therapists. Like really you're going to a therapist right. yeah. and that aggression between maybe it's not physical violence, um or actually it is physical violence male on male physical violence but also emotional violence and that shaming of like yo bro really you're gonna go to therapy like what do you come on right like you're gonna go talk about what like what you're fucking feeling maybe Maybe not in the boulder bubble right Right. but like beyond yeah absolutely and maybe in the boulder bubble like Mm -hmm. i don't know who knows you know like yeah well, well, let's come
2: back to the title of your show. So, you know, the, in the love and light space, right? We've, yeah. we've got a little bit more familiarity. Anybody who's going to go, oh, love and light, has probably been to a workshop, has right. probably done a little bit of their own personal development, yeah, you know, true. and it, it might have sat in a circle and, and, dare I say, held hands, you know? <laughs> um, it's a a, made eye contact. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. possible, right? Which yeah. we all know Donald Trump hasn't done, right? right. right? Yeah. And he gets to be this bastion person. Um, a pillar of of what it is that yeah uh, uh, that someone who doesn't get connection in this way does but you know and who will never he, he will never understand this world and it'll be quite difficult for this world to understand yeah. mm-hmm. you know his i even forget about it at times i forget it's like i've been in the healing world i've been totally. in men's circles it's 15 years now it's like this is my way of being yeah. mm-hmm. but i can if if i if i think back i can say at 21 i had to i had to work out how to hug yeah. I had to learn it. Yep. Yeah. Right. It wasn't, it, 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 no, you know, you know, all boys school that didn't certainly didn't happen. Um, parents who didn't have touchability in them. So it didn't happen there. Next thing you know, I'm in university and, and Hey, there's girls and you know, I'm kind of dating. Sounds like a nice idea. How, do, how does it work? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and what does it feel like inside me? Because on a cellular level, my body didn't know how to receive touch right that was kind and that was safe and that was loving oh my yeah so
1: let's talk about that can we talk about that totally receiving men men and receiving Mm -hmm. that is like some of the most profound so i'm a body worker and some of the most profound sessions that i have come from working with men and Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm getting rid of their pain. It's not because, you know, all these like other things that can happen in a bodywork session. It's because they don't have spaces and haven't had spaces where they can be safe to be vulnerable and just completely receive in a consensual, non sexual way. And not have to give anything in return. In return. Mm
2: hmm. Well, but but we don't know what to do if we're not being useful or fixing right. something, right? Mm. You know, and that includes and in, take that into touch it's like. Jeez. And and because again, again, the 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 distorted. Uh, I'm gonna use feminine, rather than female, but yeah. you know the distorted fem. Not the uh, distorted's not even right. If we're going to use language of yin or absolute feminine or flow. Right. That is receptivity. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is its nature. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so if you're, um, actively connected to your own feminine, mm-hmm. then it will create an arc. And my masculine desire to be penetrating mm-hmm. and, 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 Uh, active as opposed to passive and receptive Mm -hmm. is what's going to happen. So I don't want to, I want to be careful about making this wrong. I just want to say like, this is something you can really play with in a relationship that can be super fun, you know, and Mm -hmm. it can be like, okay, well, um, but for that to happen, I need to be able to connect with my lover as opposed to my warrior, um, or my lover as opposed to my king. You know, it's like, if you can do queen, and I can do king, we'll have a hell of a night out. If we, if you can do, you know, if I've agreed to go to lover and you're going into warrior, right. you know, and you've gone active, then, then I can go receptive. It's like, great. But mm-hmm. it's like, these are, these are. I'd like, I think there should be a little book of games that couples can play like with. Polarity these, games. These are, the postures. That's that's great. Polarity. Yeah. The, the polarity inner games. postures. It's,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. I really, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And dropping into each of those ways in the way that we're talking about connecting, right? Being in an integrity and trusting the connection. Like without having that initial trust between the two people, there isn't going to be that ability for each person to drop into the healthy versions of their yin and their yang or their masculine or their feminine or their king or their queen yeah. without there being uh you know struggle or disconnection there right so it first starts with deeply connecting and forming that trust and that bond through yeah integrity and learning
2: well, let's remember the body holds the score, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, forget the, I forget the author of that book, yeah. but it's, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the title says it all, the body holds a score. Yep. So, so I get to 21, 22, 23, and I start like, okay, I've got a few health issues that I haven't had before, and I got a, maybe I'll go and get a massage, right? Mm-hmm. So I go and get a massage, any deep tissue work, whether it's massage or chiropractic work, for about 10 years would result in me having a migraine response. Wow. Right, and what was going on there was that the that uh, the cellular level trauma mm-hmm. that was held, you know, from lack of touch discharges, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it creates connection, it discharges. Like, so we got, I got something that's tight inside of me now. I, it came from a moment in my day where I was scared. My I took a breath, my breath hitched, my body tightened up, and um and. All of that went right into the cells and they kind of like hung on to it. Right now, if you're if this happens to your three or four year old and you tuck them in to bed at night and you read them a loving bedtime story and you hang out with them, their body through your body starts to discharge Mm -hmm. that. Right. I didn't get any discharge. I didn't. I just I got a lot of fear, a a lot of survival, a lot of holding my breath. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah, if of yeah. let's do it again tomorrow. And then, so when when touch started to become something that was, mm. uh, 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 I was exploring. How do I hug? What what, what, uh, what? I mean, I want to sit next to this girl and see if she can be my girlfriend. But my body, Aww. when she when she makes yeah. contact, yep. has got so much inner noise that it still <sighs> still just comes up, and it's kind of like like now. I basically the the symptom is. I feel awkward and uncomfortable yeah. and I've got to move away. Avoid. And of course, avoid, I've got to avoid, right? Cause yes. so what am oh I avoiding? I'm avoiding the stimulus that's creating the feeling that's yep. bringing yeah. up this internal space. Yes. I've got to move away from it.
0: Holy shit. Like this, right. That last piece is just so profound. I've never heard it talked about in that way before. Mm. And I think it's really important to just acknowledge that. And thank you because the body does keep the score. We hold so much trauma and get locked in there. And especially in men where the conditioning is touch is not something that men do, right? right. And so the moment that you begin to experience touch from somebody other than family um, and even inside a family that might not have been safe for yeah. a lot of men, right? right? Little boys. Mm-hmm. And now we are growing up, men are growing up, and the first time that they get touched, it's all of these emotions, this whole jarring, these hitches, like you're saying, are, no. moving through the body yeah. and shutting down even more. It's almost like to me, I can really relate that to a, a healing crisis mm. that happens when you go in and you give body and medicine to get rid of something that's, that's harming the body. There is a die off period yeah. that's painful. Yeah. And that sounds like that's what is happening or can happen for especially men in this situation of receiving touch. Receiving connection for the first time, there yeah. is a healing crisis. That sort of—I ha- mean, that might be a strong word. I don't know, but no, I think that that's you're onto something with that. That that's something that yeah. that is happening.
2: But it, so let's make this so that was quite a macro view right it right, looked yeah. at like this lifespan of, of, of my life there. but let's just look at it in we're talking about connection and how to come into connection because because mm-hmm. this is really where the skills this happens on a daily basis mm-hmm. it still happens for me I'm talking about I'm ha- I have a day that's got things in it mm-hmm. you know my my partner has a day that's got things in it. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to the end of the day and we meet, and we, there's this uh, why is it we expect that we're still as connected and blissed out as we were last night when we were making love. Right. It's like you mm-hmm. know, and we like like we, we forget that actually we have moved apart, mm-hmm. and we have to do the 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 the, the mm-hmm. re meeting, you yeah. know, each and every time, and so mm. and so oh. we have to so touch is happening again. And the, and the moment touch is made at that point, something surfaces that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's the same. We're at the beginning of men's group again where we've just arrived to circle and you've come in from a shitty day at work. Right. And you can't be present to what it is that I'm going to have to go through. Mm. I, your shittiness comes first. Right. Let's get it met and so it can be mm. taken yes. off the table. So Mm. that's what was happening for me. It was like I had, you know, I had 20 years of shittiness in terms of my relationship, my cellular relationship to touch, you know, and, um, and so I had to spend a lot of time dealing with taking that off the table, right? Mm. Right. And as that got taken off the table, I'm like, if you ask me now, like, hey, do you want to receive a massage and, um, you know. Can I, can I be like really sensual or can I be soft and delicate as opposed to really like digging in? I'd be like, you know what? I really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't have taken it right mm-hmm. 20 years ago.
0: That is such a huge distinction and something to know because if you're meeting a partner or another person in that space, right? Yeah there isn't even really this the awareness for for you as a person to know that you can't handle that kind of soft feminine sensual touch that's loving and kind oh there's like and i can see where this is like where trauma can get perpetuated yeah. by a person who is wanting to give this this love and this kindness and then the person who is there to receive it is so backed up with so much trauma that it that there's like this yeah. total disconnection again,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Especially between men and women.
2: I love that word "backed up." I think we could use that. I think, yeah, you yeah. know, I think you know, feeling like a little backed up is yeah. like, uh, yeah. And that. it's like,
0: yeah, and finding that trust again—that like, like what we talked about earlier, being able to show up in conversation in a connected way. And also hold the disconnection pieces inside of being connected. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm feeling disconnected in in these areas mm-hmm. touch feels like it's going to be really charged for yeah. me yeah. or it's going to discharge something that's going to feel so fucking uncomfortable and i don't know if i can share that vulnerability with you at the moment
1: but can you imagine like you've touched on it like all of the work that needs to come before someone can have that awareness yeah. to me at that place exactly yeah. so i'm like really curious how do we take like your average Man, man, out in the world, and initiate him into this, this process that we're talking about, without there having to be a crisis. Yeah. Or is that uh, like
0: the million-dollar
1: question? Yeah.
2: It it, 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 it is a million-dollar question. Let's make the language really simple. Yeah. You know, mm. um, does it feel good or does it not feel good? Mm. Right, and we, we, yeah because we're talking about touch, we've got that example it's right Uh, and and uh, um yeah i see harder faster slower softer (laughs) here those are your four (laughs) man. on you go (laughs) run with it you know you know and and apply them to everything not just uh not just the intimacy space but particularly the intimacy space because if you can develop language and in your intimate caring relationships and you can translate that out into the world um in your in your work environment is uh, certainly my belief um But, but that's a big ass question, right? Mm -hmm. Right. What is, uh, there is a need. I don't want to, I don't want to sort of gloss over the fact that there's a, there's definitely a need here. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and there are incredible organizations doing work like the Mankind Project, like the Heroes Journey Foundation that takes men out into wilderness, like the Boys to Men program, like Mm -hmm. um, Sacred Sons, so many so many names that I I, I won't I won't yet know, I mean there's so many there are so many grandfathers waiting to be activated into eldership roles Mm -hmm. to um, mentor young boys um uh, in to the best of their ability knowing that they're not fully healed in their own capacity but that they've lived through some shit and (laughs) and and uh, uh you know they have the compassion and and uh intent to uh to help right and yeah, the Men's Shed organisation, which comes out of Australia, which which uh, I think started from getting retired men a, a space to hang out and work with tools, and of course now anybody mm-hmm. can go in the maker spaces. Um, uh, notice uh, we haven't yet referenced anything digital. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that this is a digital, yeah. a yeah. digital solution. No. I think this. No, because we're talking is. about disconnection. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you yeah need to yeah.
0: sit body to body. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: I mean, sure, you can you can listen to some talks or watch some workshops or mm-hmm. read an audio book and um, um, "Raising Boys" by Steve Bidoff and "Manhood" mm-hmm. by Steve Beddow were two of my early. Uh, I think I even read them before I started Men's Circles. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, actually, I like what he's pointing to. It was like, oh, there's a possibility of that. <laughs> we have to, we, 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 When we don't know what's possible, yeah. it's like, how do we basically put a glimpse out? And maybe this conversation is doing that, right? It's yeah, put, right. It lands somewhere and puts a glimpse. In it's a ripple. Right.
1: Yeah. So Every maybe breath. that's like a big piece. is like mm-hmm. just raising some kind of awareness that there is another possibility right for men
2: right and if you're sitting with a feeling inside that something's not quite right trust that feeling Mm -hmm. let it lead you to um an exploration with the belief in the possibility that there's something else whilst Mm -hmm. not yet necessarily knowing what that something else is yeah
0: Um, yeah i have i have an ask I'm curious if sitting where you're sitting now with the work that you've done and everything that you have, the knowledge that you have acquired, if you could go back to that part of yourself that was really hurting, that didn't exactly know that you were totally hurting yet, but knew something that you was off, like you just spoke of, yeah. like you know that there's something going on, but you're not. As acting like an elder to that part of you mm-hmm. or speaking to other men around the globe that may be listening what would you what would you like to say to those mm. to your younger self or to those other men out there
2: you know he, my younger self would definitely have needed presence more than words mm. so it's quite difficult for okay. me to say in this moment here's what i would say to you it's like what i could see is myself walking into his bedroom yeah. walking into his space saying hey show me show me how to brush a horse because young andrew knew how to brush a horse mm-hmm. right and uh, but nobody did it with him mm. right so i would go and create that withness for him mm. and say ah oh, okay that was great what else do you know i'd be like mm. i'd be like there to listen Mm-hmm. And to be with, and to ex, in a way, draw forward from him the the place he was hiding himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, if we take that example, and we kind of go, well, "What is it that I was doing there?" I'm like, I'm 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 supporting the the creative essence of my child's own interests. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're the grandfather or the uncle or the dad. Um, and uh, you, you know your, your child's already interested in something it, mm-hmm. it may well not be your interest mm-hmm. but your job is to put your interest and agenda down and to go and meet them in their interest and mm-hmm. in their space of their interest and if that means you know you're, you're playing Fortnite. Um, on <laughs> on the games, you're, but doing it with them and learning how to fire the guns or whatever. I don't even know what Fortnite is. I just know that that's what boys are doing, right? Yeah. So you've got to get in and you've got to be part of their world rather than this insistence that they become part of yours. Yeah. And if you're, if, you're, if you're struggling in the territory between those two, then use a story because a story creates a world you enter into together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and, uh, and uh, whether it's a movie or whether it's a book or, you mm-hmm. know, this is something togetherness, create the togetherness, mm-hmm. be in the space. Mm-hmm.
0: So how has this work changed and impacted your life? What are things that, you know, like I am this way now because of this journey that I have gone on. I'm able to... Um,
2: I'm able to... Uh, negotiate and navigate interpersonal relationships with men particularly in the work environment mm-hmm. and given that men are very work driven as a general um, this is an amazing skill that I sort of find that I now have um, I do less hiding less eye rolling and more um, engagement without creating confrontation and um, with uh and in a way to n- name the uh, hey you feel a little a little like are you angry like well, i i don't I, I don't think i don't think anything's happening here we can um can work with you on this and let's let's see if we can solve this mm-hmm. um and so then creating that togetherness piece that we're talking about now is coming into language in in work in it's like an Adult relationships. Oh my God, I'm adulting. It's like what? (laughs) What is that really happening? Yeah,
0: Yeah. deeper connection. You know, how is the quality of connection for you now versus then? We
2: we talked about eye contact earlier. Yeah, Yeah. about it. It's like eye contact's normal, right? Mm -hmm. We're all hanging out here, looking at each other eye to eye, doing this talk over a couple of microphones, and um, uh, it's incredible how how. Few people can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. As you go around the world, mm-hmm. um, the I, I remember particularly one workshop which was run with uh, farmers in South Africa, farm labourers specifically, um, in the the winelands. And a, a hundred years ago, in the winelands, it was deemed okay to pay the. Laborers uh, in wine, <laughs> and so the result is four generations of fetal alcohol syndrome, oh. and um, uh, and the inability to lift your eyes. Wow. They 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 because there's a boss who was white, yeah. and a laborer who is not white, and this cultural history and this other piece, and we, we took a group of these uh, these men um, uh, into the mountains and did a process and the difference in in just having them meet lift their eyes right just just that was that's that's what they got you want to know what they got from a weekend they got the ability to lift their eyes and to look um another man in the eyes whoa yeah you know, so we so we had to go through shame had to go through guilt had to go through prejudice had to go through wow all of the obstacles and the barriers to get to that um and I had to drop uh, superiority and I had to drop uh, knowing and rightness and anything that was programmed into me as a white male. Right. Um, uh, to, to come down to connection. It's not about everybody coming up to that connection. Mm.
0: Point. Yeah. Humility. Right. Yeah
2: it's funny it's so nice to talk about it like this because uh, because I haven't and right. because, when I, because I can see it again we come back to that touch piece and I wanted to bring in this thing about uh, titration um, mm. you know you can't you can't go in with the gumboots on right if you go in with the gum boots on every everybody gets squashed and nothing totally. nothing really gets done and we can you know that mm. th- that that is the same thing and that weekend with these men if i had gone in with my prejudice and i wasn't prepared to 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 meet my own prejudice and let it drop so that i could meet the the person in front of me to bring myself down and it's like like if you're the the woman wanting a connection with a man and he's not making mm-hmm. connection in the way that you want, then, then there's a skill and a learning and an opportunity to mm-hmm. bring your demand down and meet him where mm-hmm. he is. There is always an opportunity for meeting, but somebody has to move right. from where they are to where the other is. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, one can come up or both can come up or one can mm-hmm. come down, but the, this mm-hmm. is like, like let's uh, let's bring that flexibility yeah, in. Yeah,
0: I love that. Flexibility. Yeah. Yes, I really love flexibility. That. I was just reading yesterday. This it hit me really profoundly that trauma creates inflexibility.
1: Hmm. Right. And oh we yeah, become, well, because you go into
0: black and white. Yeah, become rigid. Everything becomes rigid, rigid, rigid. And so, just hearing you say flexible right now, I just got a full yeah. body experience <laughs> of that. And it reminds me of how much I've learned from our relationship, Andrew and. Mm. Connecting and how much you have taught me in breathing and holding space for and meeting a person where they are, and how deeply connective that can be, um, and supportive, Mm. and loving, and kind to take those deep breaths and sit with a person without needing to touch or fix or Mm -hmm. heal. Mm. And I feel that that's something that women can really learn a skill that we can learn. Right. Uh, Because we're such caretakers and we want to like touch and fix and coddle and do and you know.
2: Pass the tissues.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But instead like to meet a man in a space that's vulnerable or whatever. It may take the, the female, the, the feminine, to sit back and actually be in their receptive state, which means taking deep breaths and just listening and receiving mm-hmm. what is happening from the man without needing to do anything with it. Right. And that is where deepening and connection can actually take place and mm-hmm. safety. That's love yeah mm-hmm. right
2: open curiosity it's it's, uh, it's nice to just a minute ago have it's so obvious that we can nod our heads and say yes to meeting oh we got to go and meet our son in his world and see what he's interested in. Mm. but wh- why why not do that adult to adult? Absolutely right what are, where are you? What are you interested in? And mm-hmm. this is part of the the, 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 therap- the therapeutic role in a way is to to hold that open curiosity. Mm-hmm. Because, because when it when it and my, my hands can't help themselves but kind of open, <laughs> yeah. right? Because when that space mm-hmm. is held and that open um, l- life, your life, the life of the person you're holding space for, will emerge through them. Mm-hmm. It you know water will come up the well. You know mm-hmm. it, it wants to, right? It mm-hmm. wants to, and it um, mm-hmm. and so. Mm feels so much nicer when we do that yes feels much much harder to be going i need you to (laughs) i need you men to be more something it's like where are you Mm -hmm. where are you yes connection Mm. so so you're over here and i can connect with you here um from a a a kind of a responsibility perspective and, and this has some nuance but i'll give it to you without the nuance and that is the person who has the higher consciousness in the moment... Right. Has the responsibility to do the work of being flexible. Mm.
0: The regulation. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: You you can do the meeting. You can mm-hmm. change your inner posture to come down to meet or flex up to meet. Right. You know, the other person, you, you know... Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Not in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said in the moment was the nuance because actually we keep, we're changing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And today I can take touch but tomorrow i'm scared and that right. scary fear has reactivated my system and i can't so you, you know new moment yes. new moment. Flexibility. Yes. where mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. open curiosity let's meet yeah, yeah
0: presence really truly presence and checking in with that presence with
1: that new moment and not needing to place judgment on that or make someone else wrong or right for being in the state that they're in
2: right mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. beautiful
0: Whew that was really lovely yeah thank
1: you so much
2: yeah my great pleasure yeah I learned a lot I learned me too we went yeah we went into territory that doesn't happen every day yeah
1: Yeah. I feel like we could go on forever and ever and ever I do (laughs) too
0: yeah thank you thank you so much for opening up and sharing personal stories of your life and your experiences and doing the work that you do and uh, sharing your voice Mm. And being here,
1: yeah.
2: Great pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks.
2: Couldn't, uh, couldn't not do it. (laughs) 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 Couldn't not do it. Anybody else to see some head nodding going on? (laughs) It's right, right. This is where life brought me to.
0: Yep, Mm. you get pushed to that edge and you're like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is
2: this this my yes? Is this really what the yes looks like? Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Going in. Come eat cake and talk with us anytime. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Let's do that.